Okay. That always makes me laugh. That's my mom not understanding how answering machines work. Okay. No more needs to be said there. No more needs to be said. She's, she's not mastered that. For some reason, she thinks that I answered the phone by saying my phone number after some strange woman talks. So that's cool. Welcome back. It's good to see you. Missed you guys a lot. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Lots of things have happened. I don't remember any of them because I didn't, I didn't bother to do this. But you know what? Today's today. Yesterday was yesterday. Today's today. Okay? Take the good, you take the bad. That's what I always say. Don't I always say that? I don't really see anything much at all ever anymore. So listen, can we just talk for a quick second, okay, about relationships? Because we're all in one except for you. But you have like 18 cats. And you are a lesbian. So I mean... Right? You're in a relationship of sorts with that cat. Uh, so I've just I've just recently, like, and by recently I mean like two and a half months ago, maybe three months ago now at this point, uh, been responsible for two children in the morning. And one of those children being a five and a half year old who needs to be told 87 times to do each specific thing that I need him to do. And after a while that makes you want to blow your fucking brains out. Okay. It just does. And then packing two kids' lunches in the morning and feeding those two kids and coercing one of them to go take a poop and then trying to, you know, just, right? And then you go turn the coffee machine on because the one source of joy in my life at that time in the morning is a hot cup of coffee that I end up drinking cold because uh, everyone's needs come before mine, which is okay. That's okay. I'm okay with it. That's okay. Now, what's the point? You may be asking yourself what the point is this. Uh, it was making me ragefully angry okay because I was really resentful of Sarah just getting to roll out of bed and she would shower in the ensuite bathroom and I'm going to check my privilege there because I realized that you know a lot of people don't have an ensuite bathroom but I do and her showering in it kept me awake for an extra 45 minutes of precious sleep that I really needed not that she's taking a 45 minute shower but you know you get take a shower, you get dressed. If you're the pretty one, you do your makeup, etc., etc., etc. And it would drive me insane. And I asked on numerous occasions, could she please, please not fucking shower in there because it's driving me insane. And it went ignored and that's okay. Look, I'm not here to paint anyone with any kind of brush because I'd sure hate to hear her podcast about what a fucking douchebag asshole I am. I am you know, and I'm sure she's got one because everyone has a podcast. Okay, so, you know, and I, I crammed all the anger down into a tight little ball into my big belly, and I thought, I'm not going to say anything about this. Not a big deal. Work through it. Walk it off. That's what they say. Walk it off. Just walk it off. And I tried. And I tried, and I tried, and then passive-aggressive, uh, rageful, spiteful uh, Sanchez came out, and I'm speaking about myself in the third person because I'm obnoxious. And I started, you know... I started doing things and slamming things and uh, not giving a fuck about anything and just being kind of a jerk, okay? Kind of a big fucking stupid jerk. And eventually it led to a big blowout fight because that's what happens in these situations when you don't express yourself and, you know, talk about what's making you angry. So I listed off the things that I felt were unfair. For the most part, that being that she just gets to pick up and leave by herself, you know, and not have to make four trips to the car and not being able to, you know, Stella is a real, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, she's not exactly what I would call helpful at this stage in her existence, which is cool. I mean, you know, she's, 
what is she, 15 months now? Like, her, her job is to be a hindrance. That's what she does, and she does it well. Okay, and I've got a story about that in just a jiffy. Okay, so my point is, do not bottle things in. Do not cram it down. It doesn't help. I express my frustrations with various situations, and uh, guess what? There was we, we compromised. And by we, I mean she. And by me, I mean not. Okay? Because now she helps me pack the lunches. She goes to the gym in the morning and showers there. And uh, I feel so much better. Because I'm getting that extra 45 minute of sleep. She fills the water in the stupid Keurig machine when she empties it. And there's no rage. And for a while there, uh, I was feeling so much that I wanted to just run away from home. And never fucking come back. Like, do you know that feeling? And I'm not used to it when you open the door to your own house and you're like, Ugh. Yeah, I just don't want to. And I'm not used to that and I didn't like it and I'm glad it's over. Okay, having said that. Now, Stella... Is my, is my second born child and uh, I love her and I feel like I, in a lot of these shows I'm kind of like airing my grievances as far as she goes but I gotta tell you she is fucking hilarious she gets jokes she has an excellent sense of humor she likes to say hello and bye bye uh, she looks me square in the eye when she poops when she can and uh, she also goes to a daycare that only has wee babes in it from like three months old to two after two you gotta get the fuck out now the fun thing about children that are under the age of two is they're fucking gross. They're fucking weird and they're fucking gross. And uh, that's pretty well it. So Stella had a night. Boy, did she have a night. Uh, right in the middle of my um, hating my life <laughs> and wanting to leave. Uh, she had a really bad night. And uh, Sarah and I were, you know, I won't say at each other's throats, but we were not in a great place. So Stella not sleeping kind of just compounded everything so that you know, we were both just like two human clenched fists uh, shaking in, in rage. And she didn't sleep on Sunday of the long weekend. And if you don't have kids, I'm going to try and explain it to you. Like, not that you don't understand what it's like not to sleep, but it's so very different when it's another being that um, is controlling your life and they are unreasonable and uh, a little bit mean. Okay. And that goes for all children that age. You can't reason with them. Every night, you know, one of us puts Stella to bed. We read her like a, a thousand books, sing her songs, and you have not lived until you've heard my rendition of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Let me just put that out there. Let me just put that out there. Okay, and turn up the lights. We rock for a bit. She falls asleep. And uh, then comes the tricky part, okay? Because she's asleep in my arms now, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to put your kid away, uh, asleep or to bed awake. Yeah, okay, great. In whatever fucking fantasy land that is. Because Stella is very, very determined. And she will fucking cry forever. Like, we tried. We tried and we tried. And she will fucking cry until you want to rip your hair out and set your pants on fire. Okay? So that didn't work for us. But this has been working. And she's been sleeping through the night. Except there's tricky business. Okay? So imagine a crib's height. Okay? And I'm 5'3 or 5'4. It depends on if you include my excess forehead. Up to you. Your call. Okay, I say I'm 5'4 because it makes my BMI a little bit better, but it's probably a lie. So now I'm holding her, you know, baby style in my arms. And there's this process where, I, okay, I've got a bit of a gut, okay? I have lost some weight, okay? I'm down to a little bit less than I weighed before I broke my shoulder, which is only like two short years ago. And it only took me that long to lose 30 pounds. So whatever, you know, it'll probably stay off. It'll probably, it'll probably stay off. Okay, so now I've got I've got her in my arms, baby style, 
and I've got to get her in the crib. But it's a delicate situation, okay? So now I've got to figure out, do I want to, when I, I have to lean down all the way down so she hits the mattress. None of this fucking jellyfish floppity flop shit because she will wake the fuck up and she'll be mad about it. So I've got to get way down there onto the mattress. So I, I have to lift my gunt up and over the crib. The wall of the crib, the rail of the crib. And lean down, which is quite painful because that's where my C-section scar is. And I know you're thinking that was like fucking five and a half years ago. And I'll get to that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, plunk her down on there. But there's still like tender tissue there. I don't know what it is, but it hurts. So I, I plop her down. And then one of two things usually happens on the first attempt. One of which is uh, she, she kind of starts snoring a little bit. And then I tiptoe and my knees inevitably will crack because I'm a mailman and I'm sure they're fucked up. Uh, they crack on the way to the door and then I stop. I don't hear anything. I open the door. I get on the other side of the door. I close it. And I do this. And then I hear this. And then I do the uh, gun in mouth. I pantomime that with my hand or I pantomime two guns to either temple and do the kablaoui. Uh, symbol. Okay. All right. And then what I want to do is run as fast as I can into the nearest wall and hope it knocks me unconscious because I can't be responsible for putting that child back to sleep if I'm unconscious. Seems fair. Great. Okay. That's the first option. It's, it's, it happens the most often. Um, and it's infuriating, but that's okay. We are 110% not here to, not here to talk about that. Okay. We're not here to talk about that. Now, the second option is more fun, and uh, what it entails is the same first few steps, you know, flop the gunt over the railing, place her down gently, and what happens in that situation? There's no release. She doesn't lay down snoring. She kind of just and instantly cries, rolls over in one motion, and then stands up with her arms in a V. It's almost like, do you remember when Carrie Strug... Uh, ran and she did the pommel horse and she like had a broken ankle but she hopped and she did her little V formation like you're at the Olympics like you're a gymnast if you're a lesbian and you're listening to this you know women's gymnastics and don't act like you don't okay don't pretend it's not nice so she she'll lay down cry roll over put her arms up in a V so fast that you think her fucking head is going to spin around like that's how fast she's moving and you're just like oh would you would you fuck off now I know why they call it Go the Fuck to Sleep. The book? This is why. Okay? Exhibit A. Okay? So Sunday, a September long weekend. All is fine and well. Except for the fact that Stella's not fucking sleeping. And about every 25 to 30 minutes, she wakes up screaming. And uh, the only solution is to hold her and rock her. Okay? So Sarah took the first three cries, which I think is quite generous. Okay, and then I took the shift from 3 a.m. to about 5.15, just constantly repeating, pardon me, <clears throat> my throat hurts, I'll get to it, constantly repeating the motion of rocking her, putting her down, having her cry, uh, me virtually, uh, uh, it brings you close to insanity, like, you wouldn't think that the, the, the phrase throw the baby out with the bathwater would ever kind of come into your head and you think of it as a possibility. But in those moments when you don't sleep and you haven't slept a straight night in a couple weeks, 
you kind of start to go crazy because it's like, what's the fucking problem here, kid? Like, what is the fucking problem? You were asleep. You're in my arms. We do this every fucking night. Now just lay down and go to sleep. Okay. Shh. It's quiet time. And you pat her little bum. But no, she's not fucking having it. And every 27 minutes, she's fucking awake. And it sucks. I finally get her down at 5 or 5.15 and she sleeps. And I go to my room and I pass out till about 8.30. And then I thought I was in a fucking time work. I thought I thought it was like 8.30 at night. I didn't know what the fuck happened. Like, you know when you sleep that hard? And uh, yeah, Stella wakes up. She's miserable. She's unhappy. She doesn't like me. She doesn't like you. She really doesn't fucking like you. Let me tell you that right now. And we go on with our day and uh, Sunday night comes around very much similar or sorry, Monday night comes around. She she doesn't she doesn't seem happy, and the next day is Tuesday. It's a work day. Now, when I drop Stella off at the daycare the week before, there's a sign. One case: hand, foot, shut your mouth disease. Okay, you think okay, one kid out of sixteen. What are the odds? What are the odds of anything bad happening to my kid? One in sixteen. Odds are good it's not happening to my kid. Go back the next day. The sign has the one X'd out with a big black fat four in its place. Okay, we have four confirmed cases of hand, foot, mouth disease. All right. Monday afternoon, Sarah's out uh, with young Malcolm. And uh, did I did I also mention that I made an enormous volume of salsa? Like like a divorce-worthy amount of salsa and tomato sauce in that weekend. And um, I, I almost had to find somewhere else to live. Like, I'm not trying to paint a picture that perhaps my relationship's not going very well right now. Okay, because right now it's going excellent. Way back then, you know, last weekend, uh, it, it things were rough. Because I think Sarah felt that I was having some kind of childless luxury uh, weekend to myself. And I, I wasn't. I was working. And I was working a lot. Okay. Thank God my sister and my niece came over because it was brutal. It was brutal. It hurts. It hurts. My shoulder still hurts, but I made lots of salsa. And I thought about giving some of my um, pantry items away in some kind of contest. And then I realized that all of you were American and how would that ever happen? Anyway. No one wants a contest. Not even for my delicious salsa and tomato sauce. No one does. Okay. So that's another time Sarah and I almost came to fisticuffs because she thought I was having a great time and I really wasn't. It was work. Let me tell you, it was work. It was, I worked from seven in the morning till about 1130 the same exact night that Stella chose not to fucking sleep. Isn't that funny? Isn't that, okay. <clears throat> okay. So Stella and I are sitting on the ground Monday afternoon and I see the dreaded spots. They're on her feet. They're on her hands. And they're on her mouth. Now, I'm not a doctor, okay? I don't proclaim to be. But it just occurred to me that she has hand, foot, shut your mouth disease. Isn't that fun? Isn't that just fun? I agree, it is fun. So I call the daycare the next day, early Tuesday morning, and they say, oh, no, bring her down. Yeah, she can come to daycare. And I was like, are you sure? Oh, yeah. Well, 12 of the 16 kids have it. Oh, great. That's really great. Now, if you're not familiar with hand, foot, mouth, it's it's basically a virus. And the really awesome part about it is you're highly contagious. 
right before you get the fever that knocks you out for two days, and then you develop the bumps. You're most contagious before any symptoms show up, okay? So I take her to daycare Tuesday, Wednesday, and Malcolm's daycare, I asked. I told them that Stella had it because I didn't want to be one of those parents, you know, with patient zero and like, oh, let's not say anything, but we'll get all the other kids sick and my kid will be fine. No, no, no. So I asked them their policy and they said, well, you know, he'd have to stay home for seven days, which is a lot of days, okay? I think at that point I had three sick days left until July of 2018. Yeah, not enough. Not with a kid starting um, kindergarten and another kid in a cesspool of germs. And it's, her, it's, it's Stella's daycare I'm most concerned about because they just eat everything. They lick everything. They eat everything. They chew everything, including my child. Stella was bit twice, twice on the Tuesday that she went back with her uh, hand, foot, shut your mouth disease. Twice. Once in the back by a fucking cowardly little cunt. And if I ever find her, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the shit out of her. And don't think I won't. It's not an empty threat. And then once on the arm. And I was like, okay, like, what's going on? And she said, well, they're all sick. They all don't feel well. They get into each other's face. And she said, Stella went around pulling everyone's hair. <laughs> so we had to put her down for a nap because she was pulling everyone's hair. And I thought, well, par for the course, right? Seems, seems about right. Time for her to start handing out some fucking payback. Okay, so great. Wednesday, Wednesday night, it's great. Thursday, 4 a.m. In walks Malcolm. Mama. Mama, I threw up in my bed. I think I have to throw up some more. Like, oh, Okay, Sarah gets up, takes him to the toilet. He is burning hot, red in the face. You could have cooked s'mores on his body. He was so hot. So he goes into the bathroom, barfs some more. I get the, she, Sarah balled up his sheet saying, oh, there's not much in there. Just leave it. You can wash it in the morning. Let me tell you, that was a fucking mess in the morning. Okay, so we give him some Advil put him down. I'm staying home. It's my third. I have three sick days left. The third one is gone. Now I've got two left. So I stay home Thursday. I stay home Friday. And uh, he's doing pretty well. He barfed a couple times, but not on anything. And here's a word of advice if you're a new parent. Teach your kid to barf in their bed. Okay? If it's an emergency, barf in the sheets. You want that shit contained. Because, like, he has in the past barfed all over the carpet and left a trail. And uh, one time we left him a barf bowl, which I mean, we should we should have a bucket. Really, it's kind of unsanitary and gross. I've left him a barf bowl and he has held the bowl and barfed it into it all the way to my room. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Pardon me. Okay, so he's got the fever. He's got the... <laughs> anyway, I can't remember the line to that. He's got the fever for a flavor. Uh, I can't remember it. Anyway, so he's down for the count. Stella's having a great time. She's got these fucking red marks all over her face, her bum, her hands, her feet. And it was funny when she had it. Okay. Now Friday night comes along and all of a sudden I'm not feeling well. My throat hurts. Uh, I, I have the chills and my body aches. And Sarah looks in my throat and she's like, wow, it looks like, it looks like, you know, when you cook a steak and then the fat's kind of marbled and then it kind of cools and it looks like really coagulated and gross. And I was like, yeah, she said, that's on the back of your throat. Oh, that's fucking great. That's real, that's real lucky for me. So that was Friday. Okay. We're up to speed. Malcolm's okay. My throat hurts. I wake up Saturday morning. My throat feels like sandpaper. And I've got two or three sores on my hand. Guess what? That's right. I have hand, foot, shut your mouth. 
Isn't that hilarious? Because adults aren't supposed to get it. It's supposed to be one of those things you get when you're a kid. Like, you can get it a few times, different strains of viruses. So we're just about ready for the next strain to hit Stella's daycare. And I got it. Adults aren't supposed to, but I did. Isn't that fun? And I just sat down here while I was waiting for my computer to boot up. And I was eating an Aero chocolate bar. I could only eat two pieces of it. You know why? Because it burned my fucking throat. The sugar burned my fucking throat. Because I have hand, foot, mouth disease. I'm 37 years old. I am 37 years old. <sighs> okay. And then here comes Monday. And now Malcolm's got little tiny blisters on his feet. Like it's not raised pussy gross blisters. They're just little bumps all over his feet. He's got some on his hand. And it's Monday. Today, as a matter of fact. And it's also the first day of kindergarten. Right? So I call the daycare. Daycare's like, mm-mm. No, 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 no. There's a woman that works there. Very nice woman. Okay. She may or may not be East Indian. Okay. Or some kind of Indian. I don't know. Very nice. Okay. I call there and I was like, hi, it's Malcolm's mom. He does in fact have hand, foot, shut your mouth. And what is your policy? So she's like, I'm going to check the policy. Let me get back to you. So she's like, well, actually we don't have a policy for hand, foot, mouth disease. Okay. And if you think I'm exaggerating the upward inflection, you would be greatly mistaken. But we do have a policy for the measles. Okay. All right. Well, measles kill people. So I'm glad you have a policy in place for that. But measles, hand, foot, shut your mouth, two different illnesses, right? Am I right? Am I right? Totally right, right? Yeah. So we're not sure if he should come now because he may still be contagious. And I was like, well, I looked it up on the internet and the internet never lies. So, and I told her about how... You know, the illness is actually the most contagious before the spots show up, and the spots are the tail end of the illness. Well, we'd prefer if he didn't come today. Perhaps if you took one more day and reassessed in the morning? I was like, okay, okay, sure, yeah. Let's do that. And have I mentioned I'm on the board of directors at the daycare? What? Are you serious? Yes, it's a very exclusive position. All right, the, the director of the daycare came to me and she's like, listen, we would love to have you on our board of directors. And I said, well, I would love to be there. Okay, because I love power. I'm drunk with it at all times. And yeah, so it's a volunteer position and uh, there's no real perks to it. But uh, I think I've said, excuse me, I'm on the board about, I'm gonna shoot for 27 times in the past four months. With, with my significant other and it's really done wonders for our relationship I I'm a real I'm real dominant now I'm a real dominant individual so I don't want to be a total jerk to her because I'm on the board <laughs> okay so I call the fucking uh, elementary school where he's going to be attending his first day of kindergarten his first day of kindergarten I remember trying to have a baby okay and if you can go back to the Return to Sender podcast that I used to do, that's only going to be up until December. And here's here's a side note, okay? I went back and I started listening to the first few episodes. And let me tell you, I hate myself. I am uh, overtly sexual, uh, really obnoxious, and I drank a lot those first few shows. And, you know, everyone should have, like, hundreds of hours of audio from seven years ago, seven, eight, eight and a half years ago, whatever, 
and uh, grow to hate themselves as much as I do. Because not everyone gets that glimpse, you know? Like, you have memories of being obnoxious or saying obnoxious things, but you don't have audio proof of how fucking stupid and annoying you were. So it's kind of nice to have that. It's a real treat. It's a real treat. But I remember things getting better. Like, we both got more comfortable. It was, it became less gross. I stopped drinking and I started making more sense, although I still couldn't follow a conversation or answer a simple question and none of that has changed. Okay? But if you want to listen to Return to Sender, you need to do it now because whenever it expires, I'm not renewing it. So if you are at all interested, now's the time. But what I was trying to say is, I remember we called it Sperm Quest 2011 and uh, the hunt for sperm. Okay, I remember having sperminator vision, like analyzing different guys that would walk by thinking, you know, oh, what would I pay for him? What would I pay for him? He's tall. He's not that tall. He's really smart. Like all of these things. It's really just pretty stupid. Um, but I remember the very first time it occurred to me that I was pregnant was I got home from Minnesota. We had gone to see you 2 in Minnesota. I had tried the week before. Got home from Minnesota. And at that time... I was still taking my temperature every day at six in the morning and I took my temperature and it was still high. Usually after you ovulate and you're not pregnant, it dips back down to uh, by like a degree or two. I can't remember now. And it was still high. And I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. So I went to the bathroom and I peed in a cup, which I'm really good at. If this is your first show, fuck, am I good at peeing in a cup? Ooh. Yeah. And uh, I dipped a pregnancy test in and it was the faintest, faintest pink line you have ever seen in your entire life faint okay and I also remember there's a very nice woman who I work with who's a bit of a germaphobe so this wasn't the best move four kids and I was like hey can you come with me to the bathroom for a sec just for a sec I just want to ask you a quick question she's like okay so we go into the bathroom and uh, I have my pee stick my pregnancy test with the cap on because I'm not that big a freak and I'm holding it and like kind of like showing it to her and she's backing up and I'm walking closer with it and she's backing up and I'm basically cornering her (laughs) with my urine soaked pee test and she looks at me and she's like that's a positive I said are you positive she said yes that is a positive pregnancy test and I was just like oh shit okay and I carried that stick around with me all fucking day long I remember emailing Dr. Mike and he assured me there's no false positives as long as I looked at the test Within the allotted time, if there's a line there, it's real. And, like, I think I took that thing out of my pocket over and over and over all day, like, looking at it at different angles. I took a picture of it. I reversed the the negative on it. So I could, it's just, like, it was insane. And now here I am, you know, how many years later? And uh, it was my son's first day of kindergarten. And I don't like having all these feelings. I'm having a lot of feelings lately. And I don't know what's going on or why. But I just felt emotional. Like, I had to stay home today, which happened to be the first day of school, because I have hand, foot, mouth disease. And so does Malcolm, and so does Stella. But they're on the tail end, and we're not contagious anymore. So if anyone wants to hold hands or make out, or at least, like, share a drink, I'm down. If you want a week off, let me know. And, uh, you know, we took the picture with him in front of a sign that says, first day of kindergarten, blah, blah, blah. And then we drove him to the school, which I didn't think I was going to get to do. But now I'm sick, so I can. And, uh... You know, there's, there's, I just feel, you know, it's one of those things like you've got to like just let them go. And it's like he's taking his first steps away from me, I guess. And I was just like, oh, so I was so proud and kind of a little bit sad and a little bit nervous all at once. 
Got a little misty-eyed. But he was cool. He was just like, okay, bye, Mommy. Bye. He didn't even notice me. I was I was behind him. He's like, bye. I'm going to go now. Yeah. Bye. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, don't cry. Don't cry. You're okay. He's going to be mine. He's going to be mine. It's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man. I'm just, I'm proud of him, and I just, I don't know how to describe it. I want him to be independent. I want him to be happy. You know, most of all, I want him to be happy. That's the most important thing. Anyway, it's really nice to watch him uh, grow up. It just, time really does fly. Even when you're miserable, it just pounds right on. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm not miserable anymore, so everything's okay. Okay, I have got a segment from Rainbow and Lisa. And look at this. I'm going to play it. I'm really excited to hear. It's an old one, though. That's what it said. And it's titled Unsolicited Advice. And who doesn't want that? And also, while we're talking about unsolicited advice, can we just have a very brief conversation about how anyways isn't a word? Okay? It's not. It's anyway. Anyways, it's not a word. Okay? And I, look, I am not smart. I am not smart. Nope. But I know. There's no such word as garbages, luggages, or anyways. Okay, just just work on that. Get your shit together. Okay, thanks. Hold, please. Hello, Sandra. It's Rainbow Bright and... Lisa. And we heard your sad show, and I'm glad you did a happy show after, where you guys were laughing. Lisa, Sandra, Sandra needs you to hold her, and it's mm. not sexual this time. Sandra, I'm here for you. If you need a hug or anything. <laughs> oh, oh, honey, I love you. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel like singing Bon Jovi now all of a sudden. Like, I'll be there for you. You just go with that. You just, you do you. Absolutely. Oh, Sandra, I'm sorry. Catholic parents really suck sometimes. And I'm sorry you got outed. Uh, I luckily did not get outed, but there was a lot of crying in my household when I came out. And I just thought, I thought we could do the Catholic thing and not talk about it. And it just... Everybody talks like that's just that's just the thing like at the end of the day you're in some kind of a community so they're all talking they're all talking behind your back like I just there's there's no point in doing the not talking thing and if you're gonna do the not talking thing because it's not like Lisa and I run into churches with loudspeakers and like and proclaim ourselves in front of the entire community that I'm involved in but I mean, like, we're, we're, we're there. Lisa goes to every, you go to baby showers. Like, yes. you took me to a Mennonite baby shower. Is that what we went to? What, remember yeah. your friend? What was they that? They were. They were some kind of something. Mormons. Mormons, okay. A Mormon shower, wedding so shower. I went to a Mormon shower. The ladies there were very concerned for my soul. Lisa, but that mm. was, Lisa took me to that. I take Lisa to like 
tons of things like because my mom goes to goes to everything even though she's sick and she should stay home she's she goes to friggin' fragging everything like if somebody's getting married or you know someone's having uh, i don't know a, a shower for their new puppy she's she's there so we're there as a family and i don't i think that's just the best way like don't don't lie and don't like, I mean, if you get asked, just be honest because they asked. And two, like, I'm kind of a bit of a cunt, like, when it comes to, like, I will, I will put up with a lot of shit for myself, but don't shit talk the person that I'm with. And I've never had to in, because I don't know why. I, I think it's just because everybody in my community, like, I taught all their kids religion classes. So if you come up to me and you're like, yeah, you're a fucking heathen or you're going to hell or whatever. Yeah, well, I taught your kid all about religion. So, you know, what does that say about, like, the status of their soul? Like, I'm, and, and two, like, everybody's weird and everybody's got fucking dirt on them. Like, like, there's all, there's so many rumors from the community, and so many people have done so many worse things than being gay. No more drama. Well, like the no, but, I, but it's not about no more drama, because there will always be more drama in any religious community, like, or any neighborhood. That's what, like, old people feed off of. You know, everybody can hear you probably taking that drink with your ice cubes rattling around in the glass. Sorry. <laughs> But, like, I mean, God, I remember so many things from my church community. Like, people who cheated on their wives and people who maybe, like, cheated on their wives with sex workers who they discovered were, like, trends and chased them into the church threatening to kill them. So, like, all I'm saying here is, like, you you must know. You must know that there's dirt on everybody and so many people have done more terrible things than be gay. And it's it's just, I don't know, like, we never, we never made any statements that we wouldn't put up with anything, but, like, I don't know if we just have resting bitch face and people leave us alone. People are afraid of me. Like, I've taken you to church before. Yes. The Easter basket. Yes, Father Jerry actually shook my hand. And yeah. I didn't explode. I thought I would. But... Yeah, you didn't get hit by lightning or anything, <laughs> no. right? No. Um, but I mean, like, it's, it's the visibility. It's showing them that you're not, like, ugh. and like, I mean, they put up, like, pedophile priests, man. Like, they put up with pedophiles. Like, we're really such sexual deviants that they gotta say something. And I mean, I think, and to, like, if, you, if, this is what helped for me. So, Anybody who's been in the Catholic Church a really long time is mad at the Catholic Church for some personal reason. My mom, she was really mad about the whole pedophile thing. I think that was late 90s. Not that it doesn't still happen, unfortunately, but like there was like a big case at some point. I was too young to know, like, I don't remember the dates. But anyway, she was like, it was, it was a big enough case that she was a member of president of the Catholics Catholic women's league in our area. And like they wrote letters and did all this really political stuff that they really weren't supposed to do and made a whole bunch of people in the Catholic community really mad. 
Um, and then at the end of the day, like they didn't really get any response from all the work and campaigning and anger that they threw at the situation. The the church just kind of went meh, meh, yeah, meh, pedophile priests, meh. And she just like, she's pissed. Like, and she's always been pissed at the church since then. And I'm sure your mom is pissed at the church for some reason too. That's a good place to start. Like, she's she's realized that the church is not infallible. And if you can get them to that point where they're not completely brainwashed by it, I think there's room to work with it. But honestly, too, just being visible and and being, like, normal in your own fucked up way is, is really the best way to go about it. Don't you think? Is that what we do? We're just us? Yes. We're just us. We're just us. And people can either deal with that or they can get told to deal with that. Yeah. And so far... Or they can move along. Yeah, or they can move along. And so far, that is what everyone has chosen to do. If they talk about us, they do it like respectful country folk and behind our backs. I thought you were going to say respectful cunts. <laughs> respectful. were like, respectful cunts. Uh, and I'm like... <laughs> Ooh, Abby, you're pulling Inter- out the big guns tonight. Inter- Inter- All you country cunts. <laughs> Interchangeable. Country folk, mm-hmm. country cunts that talk about you behind your back. And I don't, like, why care? Like, if they want to talk about you behind, they do it to everybody else. Why should you be any different? Like, if you were straight, they would talk about how they ugly... find, yeah they'd find something to talk yeah they talk would talk about. about like how maybe your husband didn't love you or your kid was ugly or that one time you got really drunk at this one like it doesn't matter like they will talk about something so i don't know i'm so sorry that your mom makes you feel that way and if it's any consolation i don't know i don't think it's any consolation i just hope it gets better for you whatever you do that's really the main thing um just do you sandra just do you and we support you you. um and i will probably do a segment about my bloody easter basket sometime in the future the bloody easter basket (laughs) oh that was bad choice of words um but yeah you talk about your canning and it'll probably be a really boring segment but i'll probably talk about my easter basket i feel like there was one more point i wanted to make about this whole thing do you have any advice? You dealt with my Catholic parents when they were all freaked out that I was gay. I was just myself around them, and I didn't try to be super nice to them, and I didn't, and I wasn't ignorant to them either. I just was myself, and being a non-religious person, I don't see why people get so hung up on religion all the time like i know it's important to evie and for some people it has a huge role to play in their life but you know you've just gotta i'm a fan of personal responsibility and you just have to be yourself and do the best you can and so far that's worked out for us live your life but we don't have Treat kids. people as you would want to be treated and, you know. But if anything, having kids should, like, work in your favor because, like, even when, like, we, like, Catholic priests really don't like to marry 
you to like a non-Catholic in a straight relationship. And like, if you do that in a Catholic church, they like make you promise up and down because like, you're, they're sure they're sure that like the person you're marrying marrying is soul is condemned to hell but the kids are going to be raised catholic so i mean maybe get your kids baptized if you're so inclined maybe not i don't want to be the creepy religious pusher but that you might... are being kind of the creepy Why? No, <laughs> shut up you jerk everyone um, must be catholic uh no anyways we support you good luck with that if you i don't know want to rant some more we can respond um oh and sandra you should watch um the young pope i think you would enjoy that yeah lisa's non-religious and she watched it i thought it was an amazing show I, it was an amazing show. I did not like it. Yeah, Abby did not like it. So. But it was, it was, it was great to watch. Like, I, I don't know. It was, an, a, it was, it was good. And I recognize that it was good, but I just personally did not like it. I but it was interesting. It. Um, oh, the last thing I wanted to say was just about death. Uh, there, okay. I worked as a funeral director. Let's before. end the show. Let's end our segment on a high note. Yeah. Let's talk about death. Let's talk about death. <laughs> uh, I, I've been around, like, I haven't experienced a lot of death. I've been very blessed and lucky, uh, except when it comes to my friend's children, unfortunately. Uh, and and we've we've had more than our fair share of, of little ones pass away on us um, long, long before their time. But, um... Okay, I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> wow, you're laughing at that, really? I'm not. I'm just saying, like, let's talk about something. Okay, but what I was gonna say is there's no right thing to say. It's it's just, it's always weird, and it's always awkward, and if you recognize it's weird and awkward, it's you're probably being more normal than 90% of the people in the room, because there's just, there's there's no... There's nothing right to say about that, so don't be too hard on yourself. Oh, we're past the pause. That's that's our cue to go. The TV, <laughs> that's our theme music the playing now. The TV is, uh, is back on and yeah, it's kicking like, us off. You've been paused for 12 minutes. All right, you want to say goodbye? Bye, Sandra. I hope you're feeling better soon and not so much in a funk. I'm sending you a virtual hug. She's okay now. Her vagina's got a silver lining in the reflection of the scale. Oh. Oh, okay then. Yeah, you're all good. And you've you're got good. a house now. Congratulations. You're good. But I'll still give you a hug, though. Right. Bye. Bye. Okay, I gotta make this snappy, because Stella's going to pick Malcolm up from school. From kindergarten. His very first day. So, and Stella's sleeping upstairs, so I won't fucking hear her if she cries. <laughs> Payback's a bitch, Stella. Payback's a bitch. God, I love that kid. I just, I find her so fucking funny. I know I always make fun and shit, and I did that for Malcolm, too, when he was being a little asshole and he didn't sleep either. But she makes me laugh so hard. And she gets jokes. It makes me so happy. She's going to have an excellent sense of humor, just like her mother. Okay, Lisa, uh, it's... It, it's always going to be sexual with us. I mean, it's there's a charge there. Do you know what I mean? Are you feeling it? I'm I'm sending, I'm sending signals, Lisa. Sending signals. I don't mind sharing. Look, Rainbow's cool. I like her. She looks great. She's lean and mean. She's lost a lot of weight. She looks fucking amazing. Good for you. Although you looked amazing before. I've got to say it. How else do you land such a 
young-looking silver fox. Pardon me, my throat. Okay, um, if I need a hug or anything, right, Lisa, right? It's very suggestive. It's very sexy time. Okay, um, uh, also while we're on the same vein of you saying things that are really erotic, you saying cunt really, ooh, give me a boner. It surely did. Okay, um, I am feeling better. Everything's fine. This was an old segment, and I think um, you were referring to the episode I did in the closet that I got that really mean iTunes review about. Like, that was the only show she listened to, and she listened for, for seven minutes and made really horrible judgments that may or may not be accurate. I don't know. I am a self-flagellator. That is incredibly true. I do kind of act like a teenager. Incredibly true. So if somebody in the United States of America could leave a review that kind of, like, um, pushes that really mean one down, mean or accurate, you know, tomato, tomato, right? Did it hurt my feelings so much because it's accurate? But think about it. Think about all of the famous podcasters such as myself. <clears throat> right. Just let that one slide. Thank you for that. Um, that get really shitty reviews. Happens all the time. They just shrug them off because they're professionals. And you can't listen to the one asshole, even though they're usually the voice of reason. Okay. <clears throat> And the this the episode I did called Silver Linings, I listened to that one uh, a few weeks ago because I was really into myself. You know, sometimes I get like that where I just like, you know what I could go for right now? Just just more me. I go from hating myself and uh, wanting to be knocked unconscious a la Michael Jackson to like, oh, let's hear more me. You know what I get, don't get enough of is me. More me right now. But seriously, the Silver Linings episode, if you're new to the show, if this is your first show, if you clawed your way through it because you're a lesbian and you're just dying for some other lesbian to talk to you, go to listen to the Silver Linings episode. It's really funny. It's Sarah and I in the car, both of us completely sleep deprived. We had just consumed eggs because Malcolm was at grandma and grandpa's house and we had the fucking giggles hardcore. And I hate to say it, but we were fucking adorable. Okay? And as much as I've shit on my wife just now in this episode, you have to keep in mind, she took criticism and that is very hard to hear, obviously. Trust me, it's really hard to hear the truth. And uh, she changed her behavior to make me happy. Now, if that's not, if that's not a keeper, I don't know what is. Okay, so bear with me. Speaking of keepers, Lisa. Look, there is no story there. You just are. Uh, the Young Pope is more up Sarah's alley. She's really into period pieces. I watched um, I'm Dying Up Here which takes place, I'm going to guess, in the 70s, early 80s. It's about a bunch of comedians. Very funny show. Very good. And Sarah's like, oh, look who's watching a period piece. Well, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. That doesn't count. It's the 80s. It's not a period piece. She's like, well, it's a period of time. Yeah. I'll give you a period of time. All right. But, you know, I could, I could, I like a little bit of, what's that guy's name again in there? Such a schmucky guy in The Young Pope. Oh, man. I got to look it up. Hold on. Jude Law. I couldn't remember which douchebag it was, and it's Jude Law. Okay. And funeral director. I would love to hear more stories about you being a funeral director on account of how um, people grieving are really awful. They're the worst versions of themselves. So I would love to hear some uh, really mean uh, dead people stories or anything creepy or weird that happened. There's so many things. I've seen a lot of... Um... Shit, what is that fucking show now? I'm <laughs> Six feet under <laughs> there. I knew it was a number thing. I was going to say eight foot across. No, it's six foot under. So if you want to share any of those, that's great. I've got I've got two more segments 
from uh, Rainbow, and I'm really, really psyched to play them. It's making me want a podcast so I can listen to them. And also on that Silver Linings uh, episode, I talked about the reflective surface on my Fitbit scale, and I really feel like the engineers must have thought that was fucking hilarious. Like, watch this. Let's make it a mirror. Because <laughs> no one needs to see themselves from that angle. No one does. No one. Okay. Baptism, no. No, I do not want to get my kids baptized because why? I don't like Catholicism. Catholicism. I don't like it. Catholic. Why does that sound wrong? Anyway, I don't like Catholics. No offense to any of you personally. I just, I shouldn't say that. That's a very blanket statement. What would that really bitchy iTunes reviewer say about that? Okay, I don't know. I think she would say that's a blanket statement and I'm generalizing. That's what she would say. And I'd say, fuck you. You must have no friends because you're a real cunt. Okay? I'm not still mad about it. It was months ago. So if you think I'm harboring some I am. I'm really mad. I'm, I, I would really love to sit down and have a chat with her. And she must be a real fucking feminazi because she's got the M-S, Ms. Yeah, I've got your Ms right here. No wonder you don't have a girlfriend and you're fucking alone, you dumb bitch. Whoa. Hey. Okay. Sorry. Delicate flower. Delicate fucking flower. What was I talking about? Baptism. I don't want my kids baptized. I don't want my kids in the Catholic Church. I don't want my kids involved in a religion uh, that would involve people preaching that our family is um, not accepted by God. And I also don't even know how to fucking explain God to a child. I've had this discussion with you guys numerous occasions. I don't know how to express it in a way that doesn't mean people who believe in God sound like absolute idiots. Because, I mean, you know, science... Okay, so if you can help me explain to him how people can believe in a magical man in the sky who made the world when he's got a fucking book that explains how different particles smash into each other and build upon each other until we have the the earth. Okay, I, I just can't. Okay, so thank you guys. Look, I cannot stress enough how much I enjoy hearing from you people. Okay, and I've fallen off the wagon because I'm either at this point in my life going through some weird stage of depression or uh, I feel an intense amount of anxiety, or I'm cruising along and doing just fine. And in either of those cases, or all of those cases, sometimes I just want to shut down. Uh, Stella has a book, Sometimes I Like to Curl Up in a Ball, so no one can see me because I'm so small. That's what I feel like doing a lot of the time. So when I break out of my shell and I come down here and I do these shows, it makes me feel better. I feel, I must be feeling okay to usually do them. Sometimes I'm sad, sometimes... I'm staring down at the fleshy, fleshy underside of my belly on a $250 scale. Because with, with cost comes privilege. Am I right? Yep. Okay, so if you need me, I am at changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. I'm Sandra D. Sanchez on Facebook and Twitter. There's a Change of Address Facebook page that you can like. I posted a picture of a Change of Address t-shirt, which I don't think I'm going to sell because who the fuck's going to buy one? And I printed it for myself because I'm a loser and a bit of a fucking weirdo. Okay? But if you are interested, you can drop me a line. No, no, not all at once. None is too many for me to handle right now. Uh, yeah. And that's it. So, oh, and iTunes reviews. Please. Come on. Give me something here. Just motivate me. You could even just write, you don't suck. You're kind of funny. Sometimes. I'll take it. Just a five star is good, but write a little note. Just a little note, okay? All right, well, it's been about an hour. 
and I've enjoyed my time with you and I love doing this. I don't know why I don't do it more. And every time I'm not doing this and I have free time and yeah, maybe I'm eating a fucking half liter of salsa with some really salty chips on the couch when I should be down here blathering at you fucking assholes. Salsa's really good. Give me a reason to put the salsa down. I dare you. I dare you. Message me. Anything. I'm floundering. Okay, and Rose is taking a break from the feed. She's got, you know, she's got shit she's got to do. She's not ready right now. She's taking a break. And you know what? I totally understand that because I'm, my whole life is a break as far as this podcast goes. Podcast goes. I'm sorry. I can't talk. I'm tired now. My throat hurts. Hand, foot, shut your mouth. All in here. I couldn't eat chocolate. I might as well fucking kill myself. Uh, and the Tangent Lounge. The Tangent Lounge is floating this endeavor from now on. And look, if you are remotely funny, if you are halfway interesting, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're alive and you want a podcast on this feed, but you're like, oh, I don't know how to make a podcast. How could I ever make a podcast? Look, if you have an iPhone, if you have any phone, if you have a voice memo app, I can make that shit happen for you. It may take a while because I'm lazy and I'm a little bit stupid. But I can totally do that. If you're interested, but, you know, I got to hear you first. If you if you don't have it, uh, I'm going to have to let you go. That's going to be a big N-O. Okay. N-O spells. Right. Yeah. But look, I haven't, I've been really lucky. All the segments I've gotten, all the people who've wanted to be involved in the show in the past, because of course there is no show really, just very sporadically. So I've been really lucky, gotten good comments. People who wanted to participate were naturally talented, which is very rare. So unless you're a total fucking monkey, you can have a fucking show. So you can leave an iTunes review for us and the Tangent Lounge, right? Right? They need one. And anybody wants to show, write me. I'm just getting repetitive and stupid now because part of me wants to stretch this to an hour, but part of me thinks, why? Should have stopped this fucking half an hour ago and my throat hurts. So full circle. All right. Okay. You have a good day. I can't wait to see how the first day of kindergarten went. Do you think the teacher liked him? Of course he did. You're right. You're right. Why am I doubting myself? He's perfect. He's a reflection of me. (laughs) 